Damned. Gators. I like to think that was the full extent of us talking about our feelings. <laughs> In classic men fashion. Maybe we should do that. Do what? Eh, not right now. <laughs> we got a whole lifetime to talk about hey, feelings. We'll get to it. We've talked about feelings a lot this weekend, you know? Yeah. I do know. I know what you feel. Do you? I know what your sense of feel is like. Your sense of touch. I had a really emotional weekend. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about it, stud. Well, I mean, without going into, like, great detail... Don't go into any detail. It was good. Okay. That sounds pretty emotional. No. Yeah, it was a good time. No, it was just like... Wait. Oh, that was satisfying, but from a different way. That was like popping a joint. Yep. Over here, finger popping each other's joints. Could we could? Um, no, I, we need I mean, to get a, a less aggressive light in here. Yeah, we have just the <laughs> 1000 megawatt incandescent three billion lumen just spotlight directly on your forehead, which is now catapulting itself <laughs> on into my corneas, which is now our forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta get a tan somehow. Yeah. But no, tell me know. about your weekend. No, too yes. Much detail. So, um, no, something like not great happened. Um, yeah. We hung out. No, no. This precedes that. Uh-huh. Uh, but then we got to hang out. And I just had like a really like, again, outpouring of two from two of my best friends in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Just, just loving me up. And, you know, as men, we don't get that a lot. We don't. Like, honestly, I think you and I get it. 50 times over what a normal guy gets. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I still feel starved of a, attention. A lot of time. men love us. Yeah, I'd say that's true. I'd say more men love us than women. Oh, easily. Which... It's hands down. You know what, though? Yeah, I feel like it's... I... I <laughs> do I do I dare say the next sentence? I don't know. I find that, um, so I'll, I'll say it this way, okay? I am extremely comfortable in my sexuality. I'm very sure that I'm straight. Yeah. That's the first qualifier. The second qualifier is everybody knows we love lesbians. It's true. And not in a weird way, not in like a pervy, creepy way. It's just like, I like talking to women and I feel more comfortable when, like, that thing, like, that, that like, sexual tension is removed. Yeah. Um, I think conversation is very fun when there's no sexual tension. Oh, it's the best. So which I've is been why having just fun conversation my oh, entire life. Yeah, I've, I've never had a fun conversation with Doug, actually. Yeah. Um, even, even right now, we got this light on because of the tension. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it eases it somewhat, but it's really not the cornflakes that we need. Yes. But um it's the frosted flakes. Yeah. Um no because the cornflakes were invented as an anti-masturbation thing. Is that true? It is true. Well, it feels like frosted flakes kind of just went in the face of that. What about frosted mini wheats? <laughs> nothing there's nothing hornier than frosted mini wheats. Yeah. What do you think the horniest cereal is? Oh. It's got to be it's got to be a cocoa something, right? I would think or like fruity pebbles. Oh. 
No, wait. Tricks. Tricks are pretty horny. <laughs> they are for kids. All right. What was kicks? Kicks are probably the least horny. Yeah. Kicks are deviantly horny. Because there's just something about them that, like, they are kind of nice. They are. And on paper, they're like the blandest cereal that you could ever find. Yeah, you really... But they are tasty. They are. They are. You finish a bowl and you're like, I could, I could have another bowl. You could. And you know what? They're like one of the healthier ones. Too. Yeah. Because yeah. there's like nothing to It's them. just all corn. It's basically popcorn, the cereal. I know. That's why it's so good. Yeah. Not to be confused with corn pops, the cereal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely not Captain Crunch because that hurts. But like sometimes you like it though. That's true. Sometimes it's nice. It's a good hurt. It's like, yeah. It's true. Hurt me, Captain. I don't know. Sugar smacks? I don't know. Those are kind of kind of they're like dirty, you know? They're like Well, isn't that exactly what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, but like they're not like dirty like that. They're like it's like the kind of it's like the Tila Tequila kind of horny where it's like uh, Yeah, it's like it's overtly sexual, but in a way that makes you feel trashy and bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It was like it was like, you know, when you're in oh, like yeah. middle school and like girls started like the trashy girls started smoking and they were giving out like really in- unenthusiastic handies for like cigarettes. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. It's like, like it's an option. Like the members of Kappa Kappa Zebra. Exactly. It's like it's achievable. You could reasonably do it with little difficulty, but it's like God, you still have a little bit of pride. Like let's hold on to that, huh? Yeah. Let's hold um. on to that pride. Um, I don't think we're. I think we need to be investigating some top tier cereals. I think we're we're really slumming it here. So what about cinnamon toast crunch? Cinnamon toast crunch is extremely horny. I cinnamon so toast crunch is the is like is the gay cereal that only gets off by converting straight cereal eaters. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think I do. Yeah. No. You you definitely know. It's a whole type. I was I was pursued by such a cereal once. Interesting. I went on a date with a cereal like that once. Oh Didn't my. know it was a date, but it was a date nonetheless. Can you see my eyes at all? I, I can see you're looking at something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking they're... at my reflection where my eyes are just completely in shadow. Oh. And now I'm wondering if reflections are demons. It's funny because you don't even need to twist it because one of the panels goes right over my eyes. So there's that. Um, I mean, God, Cocoa Pebbles, Cocoa Krispies. Cocoa Krispies is... I might lock in Cocoa Krispies. Yeah. I guess I'm just trying to figure out what the plan was for cornflakes. But so you were the supposed science to, behind it. You were supposed. I think you were supposed to lay on them, or something, or like put them on the bed to some capacity. That way, like if you're like gherking it, then it like rustles. Oh, which is like uh, or spring mattresses already exist. <laughs> you know, unless they were feather beds. Unless they were feather beds. Have you ever slept on a feather bed? I don't think so. Neither have I. But I assume they're terrible. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Is that we weren't alive 400 years ago when feather beds were a thing. Bro, I bet they were hot as fuck. Probably. And not, not in like, a good way. Not Yeah, not in a good way. I bet they were, like, because that's a down mattress. Yeah. You're, you're, you're having one night of sleep on a brand new mattress, and you wake up, it's just completely yellow. Oh, my God, dude. If you, 
if you put a down comforter in a room, the temperature of that room rises 10 degrees. It's true. You don't even have to touch it's it. true. Down, more like up. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, so I think I think the horniest, horniest cereal is probably Cocoa Krispies. I think it's up there. Do you remember? Do you remember Coke or uh, just like straight up Rice Krispies? Yes. Uh, Rice Krispies I, treats. Yes, I remember Rice Krispies treats. Oh my god, that was a real, that was a problem. It was, just, it was just crushed up Rice Krispies treats. That's true. Fun fact: When I was shooting my scene, my big debut, yeah, on the hit Denzel Washington movie Fences, yeah, um, the staging area for us, the only food they had was. Um, it was like a, a fruit tray of grapes. Yeah. And I think it may have just been grapes, like green and red. Yeah. Um, and then Rice Krispie treats. Make a little sandwich. And this was like a 95 degree day in the summer in the Hill District. And brother, you better believe that I was just hoovering. Rice Krispie treats. It's a lot of sugar, but you know what? You're you're out there putting your life on the line. Oh yeah, for cinema, for the cinema, for the films. It was a fun day. It was a lot of fun day. Yeah, a lot of fun day. A lot of fun dip. Um, God, it was so warm. Though. I bet. I feel bad for whoever the wardrobe person was. They're like, whenever they got my stuff back, they were like, "Why isn't it so wet? Did he fall in a pool? This isn't a swimming state." <laughs> It is now. Oh, God. What were we talking about? Uh, which cereal is the horniest? No, no, before that. Um, our feelings. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the, what is the, what's the meaning of this? It's shit? just Java. It's, it'll go away. I didn't know you had Java. I don't. Well, Theodore's out. I don't. Teddy Ruxpin. Yep. Um, I feel like I was trying to say something. About your feelings. You're telling me about your weekend, and it was emotional, and then we got to hang out. It was emotional. And it was about how, like, we could experience more love than most guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a good time. I enjoyed it was that. A good time. What'd you do Sunday? Sunday, um... Oh, yeah, um, I had a buddy, a uh, buddy from school, really good friend of mine, uh, was in uh, the Berg... Hmm. Um, so we we got uh, went down to Coop. We got uh, we got some sandwiches. Uh, I had a couple beers, but um, it's a nice little thing. Walked around the strip. There's some cute shit going on in the strip. God <coughs> damn it! Bless you. Thank you. You're gonna do it again, aren't you? I don't think so. You son of a bitch! I can um, see your eyes. You're gonna do it again. I just want to say I've never been to Coop. You've never been to Coop? I've never been to Coop. Day or night? Day or night? Interesting. I've walked past it at night. You might like it. It's a it's a lot. It's a jungle. Yeah, you have. To, it's not a passive place at all. Like, I feel like I feel like I'm too old for it. No, because I mean I go. Yeah, but no, like legit. Like if you go, like there's it's it's an all age range kind of situation. It's just tough because like it seems like it, but like honestly, sometimes I forget that the entire entire other half of that place exists. So. um uh, Coupe de Ville is a place in Pittsburgh Strip District. It's a bar um, that is like half like a pretty nice like loungy kind of bar situation, and then the other half of it is like arcades and uh, pool and not like billiards 
Yeah. Um, and then they, we, it's like a big phenomenon. I don't know if this is happening other, in other cities across the country, but like duck pin bowling. Oh, duck pin bowling is everywhere. It's like, I don't understand. I don't think it's that fun, but everybody wants to emulate that. I think it's like trying to have an outlet at bars yeah. so people aren't just drinking constantly. Mm. But in, a, like in another way, it also encourages them to keep drinking because they're having fun doing right. something rather than just sitting around and drinking. Right. I mean, I'm more prone to get absolutely shit-faced hammered if I'm also doing an activity. Yeah. Because then I feel like, oh, I'm working it off at the same time. Yeah. But anywho, um, we did that for a little bit and then um, ended up having a nice little cookout at night. Um, as you do. And uh, again, we played uh, We're Not Really Strangers as a, as a foursome. Mm. Just four very straight secure masculine dudes playing we're not really strangers with a nice little um mel mel uh mel beck which mel is blanc a, which yeah um <laughs> the wine of a thousand voices um <laughs> and it was nice it was another little thing a couple of us got moved towards like towards the red line of of uh physical emotionality i'll say yeah um and it's just good, man. And when you it's, cross that line, there's no going back. Oh, yeah. and it's But you know what? I think that we shouldn't be scared, too. I think it's good. You know, I, it's just like, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. I think it's less masculine to be like, I'm not going to cry. My friends yeah. can't ever know that I'm happy or that I love them. Like, that's fucking grow up. It's, it's interesting that this conversation's happening today. Um... And that it was prompted by you, mm. because earlier today, as as you know, as Kevin knows, I was watching uh, Welcome to Wrexham for the first time. Yeah. And there's an episode in it about, like, just, like, men's relationships with other men. Um, and they bring on Liz Plank, author of For the Love of Men, to kind of dissect, like, where a lot of that affection comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it's represented. So just it's interesting that this has been the theme for the day. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I was talking I'm about cu- it. Kind of curious to read the book now, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh, you want to start a book club? I think we should. And here's why I think we should. So I think it would be fun. We can finally use our degrees. Yeah. Well, I use my degree every day. I mean, I do too. But Much like, to my chagrin. I mean, I do too. But like, I used to. I used to enjoy writing. As Kevin would say, I used to ache to use my degree every day. Yeah, and now your degree makes you ache. And now, and now my degree does make me ache. Well, not in a fun way. Gotta get a new degree. Ladies. Would you we, go back to school? I've thought about it. Um, I just need to find what it would be for. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of English degree holders, like, the natural step is law school. Yeah. And I've considered that, but it's also a matter of... Um, what kind of law would I be interested in pursuing? Bird law? Bird law. I don't know. I've thought about going into, like, media law. Oh, explain. Well, I've thought about going into media law. Oh. Like media law? Yeah. Oh. Like, um... Like copyright you know, law? I think that would definitely be a facet of it. Um, like, I know that my company, which I will not name, um, has 
a team of lawyers that has to manage things like who has the rights to what. Right. Um, legally, like what can can we broadcast? What can't we broadcast? Yeah. Um, and all these sorts of things. But then also, like, yeah, like making deals. I want to make some deals. You want to make some deals? I would love to make some deals. Let's make a deal. Let's haggle. Oh, I love haggling. Isn't it great? I actually fucking can't stand haggling. I think it's great. I I so I think the thing is I've never haggled somebody. I've always been haggled with and I end up just like as a very not aggressive well, not physically aggressive person. I just really want to punch people in the Adam's apple. <laughs> Because when I worked at IKEA in customer service as like a customer service manager, people would always try to like haggle their returns, and I was like, "What the fuck do you think is happening right now?" Yeah, like I'm not giving you more back because it's in good condition. You don't have your receipt. You're gonna get store credit, <laughs> Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy's in trouble. Um, um, but yeah, I feel like I do most of my haggling. Um, like with friendships including with you yeah where it's like hey you want to do something it's like yeah maybe yeah, you, you do do that and then like i won't say one way or another and like i need to hear what what offers being made yeah and then it's like ah no nah, i'm good and then like the other person pursues it more mm-hmm. and i'm like well maybe if you're out or if i'm out Excited to see what the babies think about that. Meanwhile, uh, if you offer something, that's what the other person's doing. I will get harangued for hours. Where you at, baby? What are you doing? Well, that's just where because... are you? You're not coming, are you, <laughs> coward? Answer me. In my defense, I did not have service. Yeah, dude. So what I is up with that? I didn't know what was getting through and what wasn't. What is up with Belvedere's, dude? It's a fucking bombshell. It is a just like a. It really is. Do you have Verizon? I do. I can't get. Fitz has AT and T. Perfect. My yeah. other my other buddy that we went dancing with this weekend. Perfect reception. Yeah, but like closer to the to the entrance, it's like you know I get like LTE or whatever. Yeah. But once you get out on that dance floor, just SOS. Yep. And Which, it's like yeah, I do need help out here. Yeah. Or I would love to hear that ABBA song play. Uh, or the Rihanna song. I think you're thinking of S and M. That's no, that's the Whips and Chains "Excite Me" song, right? Yeah, it is. Which I mean, they do, but um, oh, I know, and the babies know. Yeah, SOS by Rihanna. Is that on her first album? Uh, I believe so. Ponder replay. Uh, a girl like me, 2006. Oh yeah, it's got to be. I think Ponder replays on that, or no, it was Ponder replay the name of the album. I feel like I can hear it, but I can't think of it. Uh, well, I can't. Just give me the fucking track list. I'm sorry. What songs were on her first album? Music. I'm sorry. I just want the track list. I just want it. Give me the track list. So that one was... Yeah. Okay. So it was a crazy little thing called love. Yeah. Heard it. It's if it's loving that you want part two. Part D. Dem haters. P.S. I'm still not over you. I know you're not. Final goodbye. 
Uh, That's a bit of a juxtaposition there. It's, no, this is a story. This is a story in five in four songs. <laughs> it's uh, Dem Haters. P.S. I'm still not over you. Final goodbye. Unfaithful. Oh. Ponder replay. Oh boy. A million miles away. We ride. Break it off. Kisses don't lie. They don't. And then SOS. It's crazy that she was like 15 when that album came out. Right. So it's like, man, it sounds like she had experienced some hardships already. Jamaica Wilden. Uh, I think you mean... Jamaica Bombaclot. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago. To- really? Win- Winnebago. Toboggans. Uh, Did you know that in West Virginia, a toboggan is a hat? That makes sense. What a stupid state. It's a It's a beanie. What a terrible state. Really nice toboggan. You're like, I don't have a sled. I'm not yeah. carrying a sled with me. Learn the English language, dipshit. <laughs> Look at your toboggan. <laughs> you, you said that like, what's his place? Laughs in uh, LaGrange. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> also, can we just talk for just one second about how much ZZ Top slaps? Oh, dude. So good. And the fact that their number one groupie was Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just adds to it. I got a lot of nice girls down there. Like, um, I have a playlist uh, for summer softball. Mm-hmm. And on that playlist is both uh, Give Me All Your Lovin' okay. and Sharp Dressed Man. Oh, interesting. And when Sharp Dressed Man comes on, oh, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I don't believe there is a speaker on this earth that is capable of playing that song as loudly as it deserves to be played. I, I really, you know, my favorite uh, ZZ Top song was always Legs. Until and I f- you know how to use them. Until I found out that it's written about the one guy's daughter. Oh. Which one? Well, I would assume the, the frontman. One of the twins? E. Uh, Billy Gibbons. Mm. Yeah, it would have been Billy Gibbons. Were they actually brothers? No, they weren't even related. I didn't think so. It's Billy Gibbons, Frank Beard, and Dusty Hill. But Beard was ironically the one that didn't have a beard. He was the drummer, yes. That's crazy. I mean, it's a good sense of humor. One of them died. Uh, Dusty Hill died, yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rip in peace. Yep. Um... But yeah, they slap. Oh, they're so good, dude. They're so... I mean, there's just like them. Right. It's them. It's uh, 38 Special. Molly Hatchet. Oh, Molly Hatchet. Oh. Flirting with disaster. Oh, you Child, know. Child, please. You know. Child, please. Y'all already know. Uh, I mean, there's just... A, I mean, uh, Steely Dan. Yeah. Uh, Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Uh, Keeps you running. Listen to the music, man. Wahoo ho. Listen to the music. Listen to the music. Um, you know what I rediscovered over the weekend? Early Aerosmith. No. Okay. But I do agree with you that they are Yeah. They are in that category. The train kept rolling all night long. Um, Boston. All right, so here's my thing about Boston. I... And I don't mean the city. Yeah, you know. I so consistently conflate Boston and Journey. Oh... And I cannot stand more than a feeling. Interesting. And I cannot stand the Boston song. What's what's the Boston song? 
More Than a Feeling is the Boston song. What's the other Boston song? Uh, there's Peace of Mind. The Peace of Mind's great. There's uh, Foreplay Long Time. I like that one, too. Um, I like the vocal runs. They have, the like, two, line. like, solid classic albums. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of what they are. Let me look it up, Kevin. Boston. I hate when people text me when they know that it's recording. Don't look back. In anger? No. I heard you say. Like, Don't look back. The message. Smoking's a great one, actually. Smoking is a great one. What's your name? Oh, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Rock and roll band's good. Man, that first album is 38 minutes. And what a 38 minutes it is. I'm telling you what. Um, okay, then I must be thinking of the... Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, so that's the journey conflation. That's where I'm like... So your your hatred for Boston is actually all journey songs. It's pretty much all journey songs, yeah. But, I mean, like, that being said, Separate Ways, incredible song. Separate Ways is a banger. Like, maybe, honestly, not bullshitting, not, being, not doing a bit, maybe one of the top 50 best American songs ever written. Yeah. Um... Wheel in the sky, stop it! Come on. Um. Um. All right, what the fuck happened here? Faithfully, come on. Stop. I mean, you, you get a bar of drunkards oh, singing faithfully come together. Come on, man. Um, um. Also, to add to the list of people, though, to get away from Journey. Yeah, yeah. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet. Oh band. yeah, one hundred percent. Oh. Turn the page. Let's go. Oh, come on. There's like only a live recording. I don't know if there's ever a studio version of it. I, there's so many people that think that the Metallica cover is like the thing. It, they think it's like the, the Nine Inch Nails Johnny Cash thing. Oh. And the Bob Seger covered. Yeah, Metallica. Oh, man. I didn't even know there was a Metallica version. Oh, yeah. It's, really, it's honestly really good. I'll have to listen to it. That, it's like during, I think it's on their self-titled. Which didn't come till like later in their career. Uh, 1992. Yeah, because they had already been around for a minute. Um, yeah, I think Master of Puppets came. No, uh, Injustice for All came out in '86. I think they I, went back to back with Master of Puppets and Injustice, and then I'm pretty sure the very next album was the self-titled album, which everybody was like, "The fuck is this shit." Yeah, but if you ask me, I'm an apologist. I think Black Album fucking slaps. Yeah, even Load, which came after it, is still pretty good. Reload is where I'm like, mm, okay, um, okay. I heard a, a story about Metallica on the radio this morning. Oh, and it was they were touring with uh, the Stones. Interesting. In like the 2000s, like early 2000s mm-hmm. maybe, and um. Because I think the Stones were in their 60s at this point. That's a weird bill, no matter how you slice it, that continue. Yeah, I thought so too. But like, um, apparently, like they were told, like basically, not to try to talk to the Rolling Stones at all. Interesting. I mean, um, I don't doubt that, but that's. And it was like you know you don't don't talk to them, don't like try to hang out with them, mm-hmm. don't look at them, don't try to hug them, um, don't rub your bellies together. And it was a uh, it was a. It was, like, kind of an eye-opening experience for them. And they vowed to be like, you know what? Like, we are never going to be like this. Yeah. Like, whenever people are on our stage, like, 
we are going to make ourselves available to them and be like, whatever you need, yeah. just let us know. Like, you know, you're up on the same stage that we're going to be. Yeah. So, like, just talk to us. Don't be afraid to talk to us. Like, you know, assuming that whoever, whatever acts are opening up for them are newer. Yeah. That maybe less experienced, you know, take them under their wing. Yeah. What have you. But, like, I was like, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Because you don't think the Rolling Stones would have that kind of reputation. Yeah, I just, I don't really, uh, I don't really think about the Rolling Stones all that much. I don't know. That's just, they're just like a band that I didn't really grow up with at all. Like my like my mom like was really big on like classic rock and stuff like that. Yeah. But as much as she personally likes the Stones, didn't really get a lot of airtime in the house. Yeah. So I don't really think about them a lot. So I don't really know what their like persona is. Yeah, you would think like I could see Keith Richards being like, "Yeah, don't talk to me." Yeah, but no. not because of being rude, but because he it's just a very he's not there. <laughs> yeah, he really isn't. Um, it's I really do think that he died many years ago, and his hollowed out husk is just a bunch of rats playing the guitar at this point. Makes sense. But um. Why can't I think of the lead singer's name? I'll give you a hint. There's a Maroon 5 song with his Oh, name. Mick Jagger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, yeah. I feel like he's a pretty chill guy, but like, I don't know. He did that song with, uh, with Bowie. Well, I think when Bowie's in the room, <laughs> you capitulate to Bowie. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Could you imagine being in the room when Under Pressure was being written? Oh, man. That's... So, uh, Sunday, during the day, during, like, the afternoon hour Sunday, Okay. I found myself a Tequila Cowboy. Oh, Douglas. And I had never been there during the day. Honestly, I didn't even know it was open during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They still had a DJ going, which was interesting. All right. But he played uh, Under Pressure. And I was like, man, I never get to hear this in a bar. And it is incredible to hear it over, like, really loud speakers. Yeah. And then, this is besides the point, but it transitioned so smoothly. Kudos to this DJ. Into Ice Ice Baby. So it was just two bangers right after each other. I wonder why that transition was so natural. <laughs> I'm sure there's no legal issues about it. Makes you think. (laughs) Um, But I was going to say a minute ago, before I rudely cut myself off. um, Yeah, stop talking about yourself. What do you think it must have felt like to be... Like, like, so you have these acts like, you know, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, um, the Who. Like, all coming up at the same time. Yeah. What do you think it must have felt like to have, like, the power and gravitas to be a solo artist at that time? Like Bowie, like Elton John. And just, like, have these people that are your, like, contemporaries kind of revere you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's... I think... I don't... I don't want to say I don't think we have an equivalent now because, like... 
we do have like Harry Styles walking around and yeah to to smaller extents now than than before but like your Ed Sheeran's and I mean Taylor Swift has an actual forget gravitas she's got gravity yeah but um to your to your point I to be a solo act and have the same amount of clout as whole bands is probably as close to godhood as I think people can probably get nowadays yeah it's got to be an, an incredible feeling. I don't know. We'll just have to remi- remember this in a couple of years whenever we're there. Yeah. I just think it's interesting because, like, you would get these collaborations between them, like Under Pressure, where yeah. you have this titan that is David Bowie matched up with this god that is Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And it's like, like, Taylor Swift's not doing collabs with people. Mm-hmm. No, well, she does, but or at least I know not like yeah. of like the same caliber. Right, as her. that's the thing. It's all she's always like dipping down. Yeah. Um, you know what I really liked about, and I, I think that there, this isn't like a, a an argument that I'm thinking of for the first time. And I know a lot of recording artists on different like pods and interviews have have kind of aired a similar grievance that, it, you know, so many collabs aren't done in the same studio. Yeah. So. It does, there's no person personality in the way that it's like they're not doing the same song, right? It's like it's like a song is being done by the by the main artist, and then the features doing it in a separate studio, you know, in a different city, with no feeling or context, and it's just like I'm doing a song, and then hey, Doug's here now instead of like, and then right back instead yeah. of like us doing a song together. We're like under under pressure is I think like if it wasn't for the fact that it is a queen song mm-hmm. I think right I there's sometimes I forget if it's a queen song or a Bowie song I think it's a it was on um hot space yes okay so I think it is a queen song but it's like it could just as easily be either one yeah and that's I think the beauty of that song because it like also appears on like Bowie's greatest hits exactly album. that's what that's what kind of confuses me but um no, I, I just think that there really is like a. It's just it's just a special thing, there, where yeah. it really is like two absolute heavy hitters, just like paragons of of life at that point, basically. And I think it's like a part of that is like, the stories that you hear from it are like, oh, they were, it wasn't just they like happen to be in the same studio it was that they were like hanging out mm-hmm. all week yeah and they're like partying and doing whatever and then they're like why don't we go in and see what happens yeah and they go in and that's what happens oh my god like honestly like every song every time i hear about like uh a freddie mercury like studio thing it's always the most like shit you makes you want to run through a brick wall like famously when they recorded when he recorded the show must go on mm-hmm. and he was like within months of passing away mm-hmm. and i can't was it nile rogers that that produced that one does that make sense i think it does make sense it was somebody famous yeah it was a famous producer and he was like we can't like freddie let like let's just give it a rest and he like he said he like took a swig of vodka and was like absolutely not darling give me one more shot and then that was the take that they used yeah. on the album like and then yeah he was gone a couple of months later and it's just like 
what a fucking stud, dude. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. And I don't know. I just, I don't see that happening ever again. And not, not because I don't think those kinds of people are made. I just think that the environment is so different. It's not the Wild West anymore. Everything is so distilled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they had a little bit more freedom. Oh, yeah. Back then, where they weren't, like, under constant scrutiny. Yeah, I mean, people trusted the artists, I think. So, it's like, we saw that, like, Freddie Mercury was always, like, performing, but that's only because we only saw him in public. Yeah. We didn't see what he was, like, behind closed doors. Um, Because, like, I know that there are, like, stories, like, oh, yeah, like, at the parties and whatnot, he was exactly, like, as flamboyant as you think, Mm -hmm. but also when it was just, like you know the four members of queen he's like oh he was like very quiet mm-hmm. like he was driven and he knew exactly what he wanted but quiet and respectful at the same time yeah yeah you, you don't really get that anymore that yeah. being said do you think anybody had more fun in the 70s than Cher oh no <laughs> <laughs> Cher is still having fun in the uh, 70s I, I unabashedly love Cher She's great. I feel like if you said you don't like Cher, <laughs> that, like, just asks so many more questions. That's an immediate red flag. Like, why? What, what, what did she Cher do to you? <laughs> Other than make bangers. Oh, nothing but bangers. Yeah. Good God. I mean... Every time she appears in a movie, it's an iconic role. She in, um... Mask. She was in Mask. Mamma Mia 2 Here we go again Right (laughs) She just shows up Sings Fernando and it's incredible What an absolutely Fucking off the wall Insano ass movie that never needed to happen Oh no no. It was like how could we shoehorn the rest Of these songs into a plot and the answer was, you really can't. You can't. But, but we'll watch it we're anyway. We're going to do it anyway. And it's still going to be good, but it's going to be totally unnecessary. It's funny because, like, movies like that or, like, um, uh, Across the Universe mm-hmm. or uh, there's another Beatles, Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. And then um, I think there was one for, like, Bruce Springsteen. Sounds right. But, like... All they're basically doing is what Michael Jackson was doing with his, like, mini movies that were like, oh, these are, like, four music videos in one. Yeah. And you're right. Well, that's really just what biopics are anymore, it feels like. Yeah. Just an excuse to uh, make, like, alternate music videos. Yeah. Which, you know what? I actually really... So we saw saw, uh, Straight Outta Compton together, and I really enjoyed Straight Outta Compton. Very good. Um, I saw it many times in the theater. Yeah, I really, really liked it. I mean, I might be the only biopic that I own. I own a few. Um, Music biopic? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I definitely own a few because I own Notorious, the biggie one. Yeah, so I missed that one. I didn't watch the... The Tupac All, All Eyes, Eyes on, on Me because I heard it was hot garbage. Well, and so that's that's like kind of where I'm leading this is like I thought Straight Outta Compton was good, but they just seem to be getting progressively worse. Yeah, and I think Straight Outta Compton was good because it was like the most 
hands-on of the people that were there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, every, there. A lot of the other ones are like after the person died already. Yeah, it's it's very like uh, Band of Brothers-esque where they, they had the people that it was about on set answering questions and directing. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, hey, relive this. Yeah, right. Remember the worst time in your life? Yeah, remember that time you guys got jumped and then wrote... Uh, you know all the songs that made you iconic. We're gonna we're gonna do ten or fifteen shots of that. Yeah, and not only that, the uh, ultimate villain of the story, or one of the villains of the story, who wears black, is actually gonna show up on set and kill somebody. Yeah, seriously. Uh, oh, and, and by the way, uh, Cube, uh, your son's gonna play you. So you talk about generational trauma. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna play you, and he's gonna do it very well in such a way that he's gonna launch his own career yeah. because of this movie. And I'm happy for him. Me too. I love seeing him and stuff. He he was in a weird one a year or two back, wasn't he? He's been in a few things. He was in a he was in a Star Wars. That's what I think I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was in. At least Godzilla, King of the Monsters. He may have been in King Kong vs. Godzilla. I don't know. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Junior. He was in Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah, he was. He was in Longshot. Which I feel like we should watch together. Man, I just... God, I just... I'm so tired of that movie already. He was in in Kenobi. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, he was... uh character yeah that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly because i remember when it was announced people were like oh is he like the adult version of a character we already met is he like a recast of a character we know but like the actor couldn't come back or like they wanted a more high profile name mm-hmm. um turns out none of that yeah it's like whenever uh Kumail Nanjiani was cast. They were like, "Oh, is he is he kidster grown up?" Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a completely new person because they're at least trying sometimes to be original. Yeah. I feel like the thing about uh, Nanjiani is that he's always himself in everything that he plays, mm-hmm. which is like sometimes funny. Like, what was the one where he's an Uber driver? Stuber. Stuber. With Dave Bautista. Yeah. Which I, th- I thought it was pretty funny there when he was like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? It's me and you. Fuck, fuck the company. Just put four slices of cheese on this burger. And like, there's not a button for that. And he's like, what fucking button? <laughs> that made me laugh. But like outside of that, it's like he's just always that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I watched um, my favorite rom-com. Stuck in Love. No. You bitch though it is up there you bitch it is definitely up there we need to rewatch that we do need to rewatch that um the five-year engagement i don't know that one. Oh, you would love it huh jason siegel emily blunt i do like jason siegel um, i do love emily blunt a very young chris pratt mm-hmm. um like, chris pratt yeah okay uh i think it was like still during parks and rec oh, okay. but, but before like the later fit Chris Pratt Parks and Rec. Um, which I will say, one of the greatest lines oh, in yeah. Parks and I just Rec. Cut out all, I just cut out alcohol. <laughs> How much beer were you drinking? Uh, what a show. Yeah. Um, a young Alison Brie. Oh, I love Alison Brie. Um, 
A lot of great names in it. Oh, I'm sure. Um, including Kumail, who appears in like one scene. And it's uh, Jason Siegel plays a, a chef, uh, like a San Francisco chef. Uh huh. And then, as part of his engagement to Emily Blunt's character, who's in like grad school for something, yeah, they move to Michigan. Oh, Risa Fons. Yeah. Kevin Hart, Mindy Kaling, yeah, Lauren Weedman. I love Lauren Weedman. Yeah. Um, Dakota Johnson, David Paymer, Brian Posehn. Oh, Brian Posehn. Chris Parnell. Randall Park. Damn, dude. It is a stacked cast. Molly Shannon, Tim Heidecker. But it's in a it's a, a like a montage of like local restaurants in like the small Michigan town just mocking his character for leaving San Francisco. And there's one that's like a Pakistani or restaurant and uh it's just like all these old men laughing at him, calling him an idiot. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's a great movie. I love it. I think I think Jason Siegel is one of the most important like creators of our generation. Of our lifetime, I think he is one of the most thoughtful uh necessary to protect people. I would agree with that. I think anyone that has a deep love and respect for the Muppets is worth celebrating. Yeah. I need... Is it streaming? Is it streaming? It should be. Does it stream? I know I do. Hey, 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 hey. Streaming. Every night before bed. All right. So it's... You can rent it on Apple TV. So there's that. There is that. Uh, worth checking out. Yeah. Highly recommended. Yeah, it does. I mean, just cast alone. Big fan. Big brave fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably my favorite rom-com. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about... Our feelings. We already did talked about Apple like an idiot. <laughs> um, we already played Babel like an idiot. <laughs> let's talk about sports. Okay. Give me a sport. Softball. Okay. Terrifying. Swing away, Meryl. Swing Terrifying. away. Terrifying. Yeah. I'm excited for you to be on this journey. Dude. So first thing. The butterflies never go away. I'm, that's what you're this, wondering. As soon as they were like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at like our call sheet on mm-hmm. the dugout fence. And I'm like, all right. So I'm center right field awesome uh which is like it's important it is important it's like it's enough that it's like you're probably not gonna do a lot but whenever you're called upon you must answer yeah which like really raises the stake i would rather get bombarded in left field yeah and this is i'm not if any of my teammates are listening and i'm not this is not admissible in court but i would rather get pelted and just absolutely shelled in left field than like two hits to yeah. right field all night because it's like you never know when they're coming you never know when they're coming and um, then so this is the thing like I, my eyesight not great i survive true. most of my life without my glasses on yeah and i don't want to wear my burberry lenses into the into right field gotta get some rec specs I, baby. I, I, I think i might actually have to get contacts yeah but that's going to require me to go to an optometrist 
whomst yeah. I haven't seen in like four years. Yeah. So it's like ugh, because of the bad eyes. Because of the bad eyesight, because of the pandy, like it's like, oh, this is gonna be a whole thing. Don't and you the, bring my dad into this, <laughs> father? Um, no, he's great, but he right field is very scary. Um, and like, luckily, there are a lot of very masculine lesbians on our team. Yes, which whom I adore. Mm-hmm. I they are my favorite people. It, it goes back to what we were saying like roughly 45 minutes ago yeah um they're just you know it's just great um oh that's what i was trying to say i was trying to make a point that i think love from men feels better in a platonic way because it's like talking to lesbians because it's like you can have that emotionality conversation which women are so free to have mm-hmm. but you're not you know no one's fucking anybody in that so it's like it's true it's a lot it's very freeing you don't have to feel like you have to step lightly or like what you want to talk about and stuff like that that's the whole thing anyway going back to this discussion <laughs> um my point is that i am a menace in the batter's box buddy oh yeah i'm a problem oh wow i'm gap shot mcgee i mean yeah if you have um Good hand-eye coordination. Yeah. That's really the big thing. Luckily, my hands are magic. Good good hand coordination. I got great hand coordination. And, like, so what it is is, like, little gap shot. And, like, I'm playing in a league where I think I'm... I think I'm the youngest person on my team by probably, like, four or five years. Oh, wow. Um, So I just... I shoot it over to the shortstop, and then I take off. And people are like, you should wear, like, at least compression shorts, like, three-quarter length compression shorts in case you have to slide or something. And I was like, baby, if I ever have to slide, I deserve to be out. Yeah. Because I fucking move. Yeah, you're a sprinter. I'm a big sprinter. Um, Sprinted in high school. You did? No, I didn't. Well, you sprinted away from battle. (laughs) And women. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference? (laughs) It reminds me of that, like... I don't know if you've seen the uh, like the Instagram reel where the guys like there it's a it's an audio and this 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 woman's like all my guy friends have just cheated on all of their girlfriends and the guy's like oh it's true all my friends do that and then it cuts away to a different guy and he's like maybe it's just because you're friends with a bunch of assholes my friends are too scared to talk to girls <laughs> and then every time I see it there's like another dude in the frame and they're all laying on their bed on their stomach and then you see like their their feet kick up and they... <laughs> uh, guys are great if it, I mean honestly yeah I think I think given a space of of being able to like know yourself and love yourself and not not be scared of how the world will react to you having having some feelings that can be deemed effeminate in public i think guys are tip top yeah i feel like you know guys suck from like 18 to like 25 shit yeah i mean guys guys start sucking at like you know what never mind i'm like <laughs> I'm not going to go down that road, but... But once they get past that phase where they're just beaten down by the atrocities of the world, mm-hmm. they're great. Oh, <laughs> seriously, yeah. I think that's the thing. If you if you can get up after your worst beatdown, it depends on how you handle it. Mm-hmm. But if you can get up after your worst beatdown, I think you really ascend to a higher standard of living. Mm-hmm. Um 
and, and I think it's 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 partially that point that makes me kind of appreciative that I didn't grow up with my dad. Mm-hmm. Not to always come back to this, but you I grew think up with like mine. I grew up with yours, and like and by grow up, I mean soft. the latter half of your twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but like my dad's like super like like that. Like he's just like sports and picking bar fights with guys that look at you wrong and just like just like this super like pseudo apex alpha male kind of bullshit it's like ugh, ugh, fucking grow up it's West Virginia you know so it's like you know luckily I got to grow up with my mom and all of her bank lady friends and you know like all like the 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 super masculine shit I, I kind of had to base how I would react around other guys in public or came from like Nick Cage films and Arnold Schwarzenegger movies <laughs> and like just a bunch of goofballs yeah just like super like so macho it's almost like you can tell it's basically parody um yeah I don't know I mean I think of like I don't even know what we're talking about the anymore. few situations I've been in where conflict was possible mm-hmm. and it was like a like a classic like you and a go bro yeah yeah and the response is always sure don't yeah <laughs> like what are you doing there is nothing I want less yeah than conflict gosh um but yeah man salmon fishing in the yeah man yeah um what were we talking about before this I think horny sports. cereal sports sports Oh yeah, what's uh when's when's softball. your softball? Yeah, softball. Um sometime in May, I Imagine believe. if we were on the same team. I feel like it usually starts like a, a week or two after Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah. Uh I play catcher on my team. And I love that position. Yeah, big catcher guy. Oh, big catcher. I just need a good pitcher and I'll be the best catcher in the world. Um Hell yeah. Because I get to I get to interact with the batters mm-hmm. in a way where I'm trying to get into their head, um, and it's great. And I feel like, and also the other thing is, is that I don't have a fantastic throwing arm. No, no, because all of my all of the sports that I have played were either no arms involved, or if arms are involved, it's swinging something. Never throwing. Makes sense. Um, Makes a lot of sense. Makes dollars in sense. Yeah. And it's funny is that like, uh, I'm a lifelong tennis player. Just, yeah. And when playing tennis, I'm a righty. I'm a swing in the racket. Yeah. Um, and so like if someone's like hitting a tennis ball to me for me to serve, my right hand's busy. So my left hand, which is my throwing hand, just shoots up to catch it. Mm-hmm. So I'm great at catching with my left hand. Yeah. And it's my traditional throwing hand, too. Mm-hmm. But in softball, because I throw lefty, that glove's got to be on the right hand. Ah. So I'm forcing myself to be ambidextrous with catching. <laughs> I mean, that definitely seems like the way. Like, there was there was one time where um, uh, I had to play at first base. And <laughs> someone, um, someone hit, like, a ground ball to the pitcher. And he, like... Grabbed it and just like flicked it up at me. And like, <laughs> I didn't even try to pull my gloved hand up. I yes. was just like, left hand up, caught it without even really making much of an effort. Yeah. And he was just like, You have a glove. 
<laughs> use your glove. Yeah. No, it's definitely challenging because, like, obviously my mine because everybody knows who I am and they've known me for years. They know that I'm righty, so it's mm-hmm. it is difficult because I don't really honestly use my left hand for too much. Yeah. Um. So it is a little bit like weird. Plus, I have like that shoulder injury where it's like my I feel like my left arm is like not really tethered to the rest of my body. Yeah. It almost feels like someone else's arm when I'm like moving it. Oh, good. It's yeah. It's a great feeling. Um. So it's just super weird, like, and I can't track a ball to save my goddamn life. It'll come. Yeah, but uh, I, I know I'm like trying not to be too hard on myself after one game, but um, I mean, you know how mean I am to myself, and like, I was like, fine, I have to, I have to score on every run. I every right. time I get up on base, I have to score on every run. But I was telling you, like, we got some real Mickey Mouse ass roles. Yeah. On our league, and I found out like. While I'm playing, which is the very last time that you want, that's the that's the very last amount of time that you want to start learning new shit about the league that you're playing in. Mm-hmm. But I found out that it's like kind of a tryhard league. Mm. It's pretty intense. Um, Softball does get pretty intense. In which I I kind of expected people would try to win, but I didn't expect like people would be like fucking swinging in a, in a sport where so much beer is consumed. Yeah, right. We had three different um, coolers. Just filled with different. We had like, I mean, it wasn't even like light beers and stuff. It was yeah. like fucking nooners, and we had like mixed drink cocktail can things, and we were getting after it. And meanwhile, people are still like going as hard as they possibly can. And it was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's there's a rule that if you leave the bag for anything before the ball is hit by the bat, not when the pitch is. When the ball is hit, yeah. you're immediately out. Yeah, we have that as well. That's wild. Yeah, it's we've had so many games that we've lost where it's like someone stepped off first base, and just um, because like they weren't even trying to like make a move, mm-hmm. it was just you know like shifting their weight or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking wild. One of the do you guys have like the orange base thing? Yeah, for first base. Yeah, well, yeah. we have one on third as well oh, and home. Nice. So I mean, we have like the mat behind home. Okay, we're not really sure what that mat is. Apparently, that's never been there before, so we assume it's orange. So we assumed it was like the same thing as those so bags. In our league, if the ball hits the mat, it's a strike. Okay, um, interesting. Ours just has to get to the plate. I mean, yeah, if it hits the plate or the mat, it's a strike. Okay. And if it catches it even like a little bit, it's a strike. Mm. Uh, how many strikes do you start out with? One. Okay. It's one and two balls. Yeah, I think. Are you one and one? I think we're one and one. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, everybody's swinging on the first pitch anyway. Yeah, that, it's like, like, what are you there for? Yeah, like that was our thing. Like our our first base coach was like laughing because he was like, "Can we make them work for a little bit?" And I was like, "No, like uh, all it's doing is making me nervous." It's like the ump in our in our co-ed league will be like, um, he yelled. He's yelled at us mm-hmm. because we all swing at the first pitch. He's like, "You have a pitch. Just like wait and see what happens." Yeah, yeah. It's like all this talk of like, "Oh, good eye, good eye, good eye," and it's like, I mean, that was a, that was going to be a strike, and yeah. I can't hit that ball. Yeah, I don't. Know, it's not like they're doing anything crazy. Yeah, but it's just sometimes there's a, a pitch that's better than another. Oh, I mean, I'm hit. sure. I'm sure they were like literally just wait, just don't even swing at the first one. Just see what yeah. happens. Yeah, there was one walk the entire game. There was one strikeout the entire game. Yeah, for both teams. 
That's crazy. Aggregate, one and one. You just play one game? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little How, seven, seven inning guy. Yeah, we do two games, seven innings. Yeah. Yeah, um, we, we did uh, we did just... Well, because yours is like primarily during the day, right? It's like a weekend thing? Um, co-ed's during the week. Oh, yeah, it's after school. Um, and it, I think they're each at like 6 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, um, our games start at 6. Um, I got a lot of night games coming up, though, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Which is rough because like I work till 6. I'm going to have to do some finagling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah on the weekend i mean it's the same thing same format yeah uh but just the guys just the guys um, um it gets pretty intense though yeah um i've been trucked oh yeah, make, you, make yeah a play you've, you've said home. that yeah and i've made the play like every time i've gotten trucked yeah but it doesn't feel great oh, i'm sure it doesn't yeah i was asking because i was like what how our catcher like we kind of, he, the, 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 the captain, she was like, yeah, we kind of hide the girls that like can't field mm-hmm. at all behind, like the girlfriends of the guys. Then we're like, we just need bodies. Like those girls play catcher. Yeah. Cause they don't really do a whole lot. Yeah. We've, we've had that, but also we've had like, the decision was made is like, we need someone that can make plays yeah. back there. And I've made some plays back there. Yeah. Um, there was a guy on our code team last summer who uh, he played left center mm-hmm. and he could throw the ball from the fence to home. Yeesh. Scarily accurate. Dang. And we got at least one out that way from him yeah. connecting with me from literally the furthest point yeah. away. Got the out. Yeah. Got I, the out. Honestly, I, I think the farthest I can throw a baseball with any amount of heat and accuracy, I can probably I can probably throw it about 30 yards. Yeah. Which is like... I think it's further than me, probably. Well, it hurts. I'm not going to say it's like perfect and I feel good about it. It, it. Immediately, my first thought is, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Should not have tried to do that. But like, I can get it there. I basically just like throw a three seamer as hard as I can. And I know I'm going to hurt myself by the end of this, like two or three times. Like literally that's all I got two or three throws at that kind of speed or pace. And that's pretty much it. So I was like, honestly, I feel like I wouldn't even mind playing second. Yeah. Cause like I can catch liners. I can, I can field. Okay. Like I can, I can like get down on one knee and like get a ground ball like that. And I can throw to the bases from where I'm standing. Yeah. But they're like, well, you're really fast. And I was like, yeah, but my eyesight's dog shit. Yeah. So like, that's the thing, but I don't know. I think one of oh. my favorite things. What were you gonna say? No, you go first. I was say I think one of my favorite aspects of this, which I don't really get on my rec league soccer, yeah, um, as much because everybody hates each other in rec league soccer. The camaraderie, oh yeah, in softball is crazy. You will, you're always behind your teammates, yeah, and you will find that you are willing to die for your teammates. <laughs> yeah. Like it will get intense. You will you will get into some arguments that hopefully don't lead to scuffles. Yeah, with the other team. Yeah, because um, that's in my genetics. Yeah, I uh, I called a kid who was short. I called him Napoleon to his face, and <sighs> told him told him that he needed to be so tall to have this discussion with me. Spicy. Spicy dangle, and it's one just, of the more dangerous it's, dugs. It's America's pastime. <laughs> it is, really is. I, I mean, honestly, and but the, so there was a there was a woman pitching on the other team, mm-hmm. and everybody knew her. 
And what 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 was funny to me, I know. Well, I guess she's just like ubiquitous. Yeah. She just like she exists in this league, and and everybody. She basically plays for like half the teams. Are oh, there some lifers in those leagues? And everybody like she was just like a perfect pitcher. Like every 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 pitch was the exact same pitch. Yeah. And um, I just thought it was I thought it was kind of cool that like teams showed up before their games to watch the the game before to root for their friends that they knew. And then oh, they yeah. stay behind afterwards, to, like to watch the last game and talk to people. And it's like you're just hanging out. Everybody's just hanging out and drinking and mm-hmm. playing. And it's just it's so funny when it's how intense it is on the field. And then immediately once the game's over, everybody's just like laughing and and, and oh, yeah. drinking the remaining beers and, oh, yeah. and talking to people. But and man, those that, that is the epilogue to the Napoleon kid. Is I met him in the parking lot. I was like, hey man, I'm like we're just talking out there. He's like, no, no, I get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, no, I mean, and I, I've had those instances playing soccer where, like, I've definitely fouled kids, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, man, it's just the game." And he was like, "No, I get real, recognize real, I get it. It's called, it's we're we're good." He was like, "If you didn't do it to me, I was gonna do it to you." So oh, yeah. fair play. I just got outdrawn. But um, I, I think the thing about softball is like, you know, you just it's it's summer, it's nice evenings. You've already done your work for the day. Yeah. And you're like you're unwinding. You're with your buds. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing that makes me nervous is I don't really know these people very well like I, I met them obviously I played on the game but like I don't know them very well so I'm still like trying yeah. to prove to them that I'm worth the position that they've given me right center field as it is right um, and I, th- I think it's going to be a lot of fun but I, I, I don't yeah. know I think the only real question that I'm asking myself is did you have fun you're asking yourself if did, I had fun yes I want to know do you think I had fun <laughs> it seems like you did I did have fun yeah um you know, in the hours leading up to this recording, I didn't know how how well it was going to go. To me either. Because I, you had expressed that you were tired. I'm very sleepy. And I was both tired and frustrated. Yeah. So, but hey, we're here. We're here. We're queer. We're happy. Get yep. used to what? it. What? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I did have fun. Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. Good, I'm glad. This was a wild episode. It was a wild one. We, we talked talk- about a lot of different shit. We talked about horny cereal. We did, which is maybe one of my favorite bits this year. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It is a good one. It is a good one. I hope the babies liked it. I hope, um, I hope the Bartholona babies liked it. I think they will. I did have a question, pro- another question prompt, but yeah. as we didn't need it tonight. I'm going to save it for next week. Um, and I, nope. think, I think you're going to like it. Ooh. As, as long as I remember it. Okay. We'll which, write it down. How about we write it down? Uh, use, use that degree. Uh, uh, yeah. She won't let me roll it down. <laughs> Dang. Oh. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I had a good time. Good. Um. Shut up. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the end of our show. Yeah. It's kind of a tough... Uh, tough end that's really the, the the train pulling up at the station and then exploding well i trust that alan will create a real banger of a way to end this yeah probably yeah he'll President probably say me. he'll probably say like hello this is alan thank you for watching yeah wait a third days yeah me amo alan yes el segundo <laughs> the second santa barbara of santa barbara um, no, I'm sure it'll be great because Alan's sweet and handsome and a gentleman. And we love him. I mean, he always provides aftercare. He does. And strokes your hair. And he lets does. You cry. He'll give you. He'll give you a washcloth. Yep. Um. Anyways. 
Did, did you have fun? I've been Kevin. Yeah, yeah, Talbed. Um, <laughs> go to bed, invite us to your parties. Uh, <laughs> he said go to bed. <laughs> what are you doing listening to this? Go to bed. <laughs> you go to sleep. It's past your bedtime. Uh, school fire. night. All right, babies. Yeah, keep it on the Instagram. Um, that's really all I got. Yeah. Sponsor us. I would like a uh, very, 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 very last question that we're going to be out of here. If you could get one sponsor by the next episode, what sponsor would you like? I would like. Hmm. 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 I don't know. Maybe like a service. Yeah, my 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 answer was going to be better help. That's the therapy one. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, I think that is a good one. Um, I'm thinking Sherry's Berries. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I am. Uh, but now I was thinking, what's that other one where it's like, it's not master class, but it's like an educational thing. Um, oh, yes. Or it's yes, like skill-based yes. things. Yeah, uh, Skillshare. Skillshare. Yeah. That's the one. That's a good one. I did Skillshare for a little bit. Did you? Did learn a damn thing. Well, more like... Skill C. <laughs> I don't know. It's late. Yeah, it sure is. We should go to bed. It's dark Take and together. hell is hot. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, as dumb as this conversation was, I'm going to say, I'm going to put my stamp of approval on it, and it's going to say, um, I've been Kevin. Yes. Yep. And then you're going to put your seal of approval on it against your better judgment. Uh-huh. And that seal is going to say... I'm always Doug. No, it's going to say arf, 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 but you have always been Doug. I uh, hate you. I'm going to throw you out that window. Please do. No, um, that one doesn't open. I'll throw you out this one instead. What are you going to do? Break it twice? Oh. Oh, oh man. In my defense, I broke it to fix it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever you have a... Sounds like my dad. <laughs> you got to break this family in order for it to truly thrive. It's like a Harrison Ford movie. Um, but no, it's like when you're like resetting a broken limb. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. Yeah. All right. You will. All right, we're getting out of here. We will see you in the next one, babies. Maybe it's a couple of minutes. Maybe it's in a week. Who is to say? I don't yeah. know. But either way, we love you. We do love you. Bye bye. These kids is